Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولًا سديدًا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُطْعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها 
وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters Imam Abu Dawood رحمه الله narrates in his sunan that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم said إن من أفضل أيامكم يوم الجمعة فأكثروا علي من الصلاة فيه فإن صلاتكم معروضة علي أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام In this narration Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says Indeed the most excellent of your days is the day of Al-Jumu'ah Friday So invoke abundant prayers and blessings upon me on that day for your salat your invocation of prayers and blessings are ma'ruda they are presented to me this day of al-jumu'ah dear brothers and sisters is a very special day and it's special every single friday and there are many reasons for why this blessed day of al-jumu'ah is blessed and sacred and special Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah mentions that one of the reasons why Jumu'ah is so special is because the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and saying that we should invoke lots of salawat on this day it is because he is Sayyidun Nas, the leader of humanity and he is asking us to invoke lots of salawat on Sayyidul Ayyam the master of all days in the week. And the reason why this day is Sayyidul Ayyam, the master of all days in the week, is because it is the day of Friday when Allah Ta'ala will herald the day of judgment. It is on the day of Al-Jumu'ah when Allah will usher the believers into paradise. It is the day of Al-Jumu'ah when the believers are granted the greatest blessing, the greatest, most tremendous blessing that a believer can receive, and that is Yawmul Mazid, is a Jumu'ah, the day in which the believers behold Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah. That is all occurring on Yawmul Jumu'ah, and because we learn about these things through, by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who taught us them, we are encouraged to invoke lots of salawat on this day. This is a special day. And Imam al-Nasai rahimahullah narrates in his sunan from Hudayfa ibn Yaman radiallahu anhu who tells us that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said that Allah kept Friday from those nations that came before us. Before us, the Jewish community had Saturday. And the Christians had Sunday. Then he said, Allah brought us forth and guided us to Jumu'ah. So there is Friday, there is Saturday, and there is Sunday. And thus they will all follow in that order on the day of judgment. He says, we are the last of the people of this world, but the first of the people on the day of judgment, for whom judgment will be passed before all other creatures. So Friday, we are the last nation, 
but Friday comes before Saturday and Sunday. And although we are the last nation, we are the first nation to be judged on the Day of Judgment, getting it over with. The Prophet ﷺ tells us that this day of Al-Jumu'ah is خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسِ The best day over which the sun has risen. It is the day in which Adam was created. It is the day in which Adam was placed in the garden. It is the day on which he was sent to earth and the day of judgment occurs on a Friday. In another narration, Rasulullah calls this day of Jumu'ah an Eid. An Eid. And we often forget this reality. Think about how you anticipate the Eid al-Fitr and the Eid al-Adha. What do you do to prepare for those two Eids? To get the most out of Jumu'ah, we have to return to this understanding that it is a weekly Eid. And just like Eid al-Fitr and just like Eid al-Adha, there needs to be some measure of preparation and anticipation for this day of Al-Jumu'ah. Now last week, we were talking about the importance of etiquette, of adab, and how adab is far more than just being pleasant and having good table manners. It's doing things in the proper order, doing things with decorum the way they should be done. This day of Al-Jumu'ah where we are gathered, dear brothers and sisters, is a day of special hurma, of special sacredness, and it has certain adab that must be observed. It's not an ordinary day, and it should not be treated as an ordinary day. So to truly appreciate and reap the benefits of Jumu'ah, to truly benefit from it, and to avoid earning sin on this day, and to avoid having diminished reward on this day of Al-Jumu'ah, one must observe this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah as Allah and His Messenger have taught us. This word Jumu'ah comes from the word Jama'ah, which means to gather. The day of Jumu'ah is called Jumu'ah because it is the day of Al-Jama'ah, the day of gathering, the day of union, the day of congregating, where the believers congregate once together in the community in the span of a week. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us the very basic adab that we should have when we come for this day of Al-Jumu'ah. And He teaches us this adab in the chapter with its namesake, named Surah Al-Jumu'ah. At the end of that chapter, Allah ta'ala addresses the believers. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمُعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ He begins by saying, O oh, you who believe, when the call is given for the day of Jumu'ah, فَاسْعَوْا فَاسْعَوْا Here, فَاسْعَوْا, Allah is giving us a command. فَاسْعَوْا is أمر which means hasten. It comes from the word sa'i. Hasten. Move with purpose and focus. Fas'aw ila dhikrillah. Hasten. Move with purpose to the dhikr of Allah, the remembrance of Allah. Hasten. Wadarul bay'r. And leave behind transactions. 
In Arabic, the word bay' encompasses both buying and selling. So it means leave behind the sales, leave behind the purchases, leave behind the transactions, leave behind all of these things, hasten to the remembrance of Allah and leave those things aside. What is Allah telling us here? Allah is telling us if we are mu'minun, that we have to orient ourselves in this moment to spend the most sacred time of the week in the best way possible. Because Jumu'ah is the sacred moment. And this is the sacred ritual that we fulfill weekly, fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah is telling us that when that time comes, move quickly, hasten, don't be complacent, don't be apathetic, rather be in a state of urgency, don't take it for granted. When, when Hajar alayhi salam was going back and forth between Mount Safa and Marwa, searching for water for her son. What was that called? It was called Sa'i. And we recreate that in the Hajj and the Umrah. That is called Sa'i. And Allah in this verse is telling us that when the call is given for this day, فَاسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ Hasten for this day. You have to hasten for the benefit. Just as Hajar hastened between Safa and Marwa looking for water, we hasten to come to the house of Allah searching for our spiritual water, our spiritual benefit, through the khutbah and through the salat and through the jama'ah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set the miqat, the appointed time for Prophet Musa alayhi salam, Prophet Musa alayhi salam hastened to Mount Tur for this appointed time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who knows everything, asked Musa alayhi salam why he hastened to arrive at Mount Tur. And Allah mentions in the Quran the answer of Prophet Musa, who says, I hasten to you, my Lord, that you may be pleased with me that you may be pleased. When you hasten to what is of benefit, you're seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah addresses the mu'minun that when the call is given for Jumu'ah, فَاسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ The ruling in Sharia is that you can't buy and sell once the call has been made for Jumu'ah. On a deeper level, it's telling us to leave behind the dunya in this moment. Because dunya in its broadest sense, it centers on give and take, right? Buying and selling, giving and taking, engaging in the world. So Allah Ta'ala is telling us that in this moment of this day, in this week, we are to leave behind the dunya and attend to this sacred moment. You can seek dunya after Jumu'ah. In fact, Allah Ta'ala literally tells us that that is what we can do. For in the same chapter, Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ When the prayer is finished, فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Then disperse on the earth, وَبَتَغُوا And seek the fadl of Allah, seek the blessings of Allah, seek the provision. It's not a Sabbath day where you have to take off the rest of the day and not do any work. You are to seek the blessings of Allah Ta'ala, but in this moment you are seeking the sacred. So, this means that we have to come to this blessed time, dear brothers and sisters, 
in a state where those worldly distractions are removed. Just as we bathe our bodies for Jumu'ah, we also remove the distractions before coming. So Allah tells us this. And then He says, ذَٰلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ That is better for you if you truly know. You know, we all have our ideas of what is good and what is better for us. But Allah is telling us what is truly better for us in this moment is to attend with haste and eagerness seeking the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah defines what is good and bad. And Allah has defined it here. Only those who truly know will realize that nothing is superior to this moment. In kuntum ta'lamun, if only you knew. So Juma is this opportunity, dear brothers and sisters, to have the sins that we have earned through the week wiped away and struck off our record. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly what each of us get involved in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then Saturday and Sunday on through the week. And we know what we get up to as well during the week. Coming to Jumu'ah is the opportunity when we observe the adab to have those minor sins wiped away, stricken from our record with a clean slate going into the next week as long as we stay away from the major sins. This means that we have to attend with a sense of urgency and not be apathetic and think that it's not important to come. But to derive these benefits, dear brothers and sisters, we have to come with that adab. And that adab has been described to us by Rasulullah In one hadith, he gives us the keys of adab when coming for this blessed day. In the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, it is recorded that Rasulullah said, مَنْ اِخْتَسَلَ يَوْمَ الْجُمْعَةِ وَمَسَّ مِنْ طِيبٍ إِنْ كَانَ لَهُ وَلَبِسَ مِنْ أَحْسَنِ ثِيَابِهِ ثُمَّ خَرَجَ وَعَلَيْهِ السَّكِينَةُ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ الْمَسْجِدِ ثُمَّ يَرْكَعُ مَا بَدَى لَهُ وَلَمْ يُؤْذِ أَحَدًا ثُمَّ أَنْصَتَ إِذَا خَرَجَ إِمَامُهُ حَتَّى يُصَلِّي كَانَتْ كَفَّارَةً بِمَا بَيْنَهُمَا أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام. He says that whoever washes on the day of Jumu'ah and then applies perfume, this is for men, if he has any, and he wears his best clothing, and then he heads out to the prayer in a state of tranquility, sakina, until arriving at the masjid. And then he prays voluntary prayers if it occurs to him to do so. And he does not harm anyone. And then he remains attentively silent, not just quiet, attentively silent when the imam comes out until he prays. He does all of this. The Prophet ﷺ says, كَانَتْ كَفَّارَةً لِمَا بَيْنَهُمَا It becomes a kafara, an expiation that wipes away the sins that occurs between the two Jumu'ahs if these adab are observed. So he mentions taking the ghusl. Many of the ulama are of the opinion that it's wajib and others say it is sunnah mu'akkada, it's highly emphasized. One should take the ghusl, take the full bath for Jumu'ah and the best time to do so is close to the salat. And if one cannot do that due to their schedule, then in the morning is sufficient. Then he says, then they apply scent if they have any. This is for men, not for women. And then he wears his best clothing. 
And when he says best clothing, he doesn't mean you come with a $1,000 suit on. doesn't mean that. It means that what you wear is the best of what you have. You don't wear the worst of what you have. You don't wear what you would wear when you go to wash your car or play basketball when you attend the house of Allah on Jumu'ah. You wear the best of what you have. It was from the adab of the Prophet wasallam that he would have two garments typically. He would have a garment that he would wear day to day and he would have another one that he would wear for Jumu'ah. Most of us have far more than two garments. So we should find that one special garment that we can wear for Jumu'ah if we're able to. So even if you go to work, even if you go to work or you go to school, you can try to set aside a particular Jumu'ah dress, which is the best of what you would wear even if you have to go to work or you're going to school. Or if you're coming from home, or coming from work rather, or school, and you're not able to wear the absolute best of what you have, at least mark that day with something special by bringing something with you in your car. Could be a kufi, could be a topi, could be a qamis, it could be anything that marks the sacredness of this day, where you honor the sacredness by wearing something different from what you typically wear. This is from the high adab that we're encouraged to have when we come for this day, dear brothers and sisters. If you were going to a job interview, of course you would wear the best of your clothing. If you're going to a wedding, you would wear the best of your clothing. So how is it a person can wear the best of their clothing to a job interview, which involves whether they're hired or not for money, for dunya, but they will not wear the best that they can wear when coming to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wearing pajamas or whatever they would wear when they're out washing their car or cleaning their house. This is from su'ul adab. It is from bad adab to do this, dear brothers and sisters. Another narration, he says, this person comes to the house of Allah and they don't harm anyone in the masjid or climb over necks of people. So what we see here is Rasulullah is guiding us to come with our best khalq, our physical form, dressed nice, appropriately attired, and, and properly uh, clean and ready for the day. Also for our best khuluq, our best character and behavior. So a person who, for example, is, let's say, smoking a cigarette outside of the musalla before coming in, or they're eating something with a foul odor before they come into the masjid. This is against the adab, the adab of Jumu'ah. Or if they come in talking loudly when entering, entering aggressively, or if they're parking incorrectly, or they're yelling at the person who's trying to facilitate parking. Right? This is against the adab of Jumu'ah. When the Prophet ﷺ is talking about not climbing over the necks of people, he means that if the space is full, you don't push people just to get space for yourself. And if there are gaps and there's space in front of you, you can gently get to that space, but without tripping over people or climbing over people. Right? And then the Prophet ﷺ says, if he does all of this, And then he sits down when the Imam comes out and he is attentively silent. And does not speak until the imam until done with the prayer. He's talking about the etiquette of 
the way we conduct ourselves during the khutbah and being silent. Now I have obviously as the khatib the unique perspective of seeing what you don't always see. And there is an etiquette for the khatib and there's an etiquette for the person attending the Jumu'ah. But when the Prophet sallallahu talks about silence, he doesn't refer to sheer silence. Because in Arabic, if you said silence, you could say to someone, uskut, which means be quiet, or it could be more rudely interpreted as shut up. But if you say ansit, it means be quiet and listen attentively. This is how Allah instructs us to listen to the Qur'an. Listen attentively when the Qur'an is recited. When the Imam comes out, this person engages in samt. They're listening attentively to what is being said while being quietly, while being quiet and not talking. They have the external adab and the internal adab. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us very lofty intentions when coming to the house of Allah ta'ala and to remove any complacency from our hearts when it comes to reaping the benefits of this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah and to instill in us a sense of the sacredness of this day and to have the best adab when responding to the call of Allah Ta'ala and may Allah Ta'ala gather us all on the day of Al-Jama'ah the greatest gathering in a gathering better than this in the gathering of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ameen Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala sayyidina wa mawlana muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam atislimin kathira Amma ba'd Dear brothers and sisters In this hadith that we just read we get the glad tidings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whoever observes these adab, these etiquettes before coming to Jumu'ah and when entering the masjid and attending the khutbah and the prayer, when all of these are together, كَانَتْ كَفَّارَةً لِمَا بَيْنَهُمَا Then it will be an expiation, wiping away the sins that occurred between this Jumu'ah and the subsequent Jumu'ah. But the problem is, dear brothers and sisters, we often hinder our Jumu'ah experiences by certain behaviors. One behavior is speaking and engaging in idleness during the khutbah. It is not allowed for a person to speak during Jumu'ah once the Imam has ascended the mimbar, unless there is an emergency. This means that it's not even allowed to respond to salams. If you're sitting attentively at Jumu'ah and someone walks in and says, Assalamu alaikum, it's beautiful to respond to the salams and it's a requirement. But once the Jumu'ah has started, the most a person may do is make an indication like this. One is not allowed even to say, Wa alaikum salam much less, Wa alaikum salam how are you doing? How was your week? What, what do you have planned for the weekend? You know, a whole conversation going on that sometimes occurs during the Jumu'ah khutbah, that is not permissible. So one doesn't engage in that kind of speech. In fact, the ulama even differ about whether it is permissible to say sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam 
verbally when his name is mentioned on the minbar. Some of the ulama say that the general command applies and one would say it quietly. Others say no, one would remain silent and utter the salat in their hearts. In their heart they intend it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but not verbalizing it. The fact that they differ about that tells you the importance of maintaining silence during the khutbah, much less conversing and talking and chatting with people. Now, in many of the Muslim countries, they have a very beautiful tradition where before the Jumu'ah adhan is made, the mu'adhin will, will get on the microphone and read a hadith from the muwatta of Imam Madik rahimahullah ta'ala. And they say it with the full sanad. They will say, Rawa al-Imam Madik an Abi Zinad an al-A'raj an Abi Huraira radiyallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal idha qulta li sahibik ansit wal-Imam yakhtub faqad laghout wa man lagha fala jumu'ata lahu. In this hadith recorded in the Mawatta with a ziyada, he says, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever says to his neighbor, be quiet while the imam is delivering the khutbah, then he is engaged in idle speech. So even if you tell the person, be quiet, that is considered idle speech. And in one narration, he says, and whoever engages in idle speech, then they have no Jumu'ah, meaning the reward is stripped away from their Jumu'ah experience. They fulfill the obligation, but they don't get the reward of the obligation because they were engaged in speech. In addition to this, dear brothers and sisters, from the adab that we learn from the Prophet ﷺ is to avoid lagu in the broadest sense. Because lagu means idle speech, it could also mean idleness with our hands. Because in another narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, Man masal hasa faqada lagha. He says, Whoever plays with the pebbles or the stones in the masjid during the Jumu'ah, then they have engaged in idleness and frivolous actions. Because masjids in that time didn't have carpeting, they had pebbles and stones. So a person sitting at Jumu'ah could be listening to the khatib and just as a person may be right now fidgeting with their phone or fidgeting with pieces of carpet, they might be fidgeting with pebbles back then. That is a kind of lagu or frivolous behavior that detracts from the reward of Jumu'ah. And we have people who are surfing their phones during Jumu'ah, checking their Facebook status, checking their Twitter feed, checking this, checking that, reading up on messages. It's a problem. Because people find it impossible to stand still for just 30 minutes engaged in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and seeking benefit. If a person has a hard time remaining still for 30 minutes, what about after they are interred in the qabr, in the grave? When there's no phone, there's no Wi-Fi, there's nothing they can do. They'll be in the grave for God knows how long until the day of judgment. So it's a kind of training just to have that presence of heart. The Prophet ﷺ would not call out people by name. That's not his way. He would not say, call out people by name on the minbar or elsewhere and expose them. Rather, what he would say out of etiquette is, مَا بَالُ أَقْوَامٍ 
you know, what is the matter with a people who do such and such? What is wrong with a people who do such and such? And likewise, we would say, What is the matter with people who come to Jumu'ah, who engage in conversations with those on their left and those on their right, who are responding to salams, some of whom are reading Qur'an during the Jumu'ah khutbah. The, the ibadah of the waqt, of the time, is insat, it's listening. It's not reading Qur'an, it's not dhikr, it's not nawafil, it's definitely not conversing with your neighbors. فَمَا بَالُوا who do these different things, where they leave the day of Jumu'ah with a deprived, deprived of reward because they're engaged in these idle behaviors. Dear brothers and sisters, we have to be mindful of this etiquette. A part of the etiquette is also striving to come on time. Striving to come on time. And on time is not at the time of the iqama. On time is not at the time of the first takbir. On time is before the adhan when the imam ascends the mimbar. That is what it means to be on time. And it's superior to be earlier than that. So the Prophet ﷺ has told us about this and tells us that the one who takes the ghusl of Jumu'ah and they go to the salat in the first hour, they receive a reward as if they sacrifice a camel. If they come in the second hour, it's like they sacrifice a cow. If they come in the third hour, it's like they sacrificed a ram. If they come in the fourth hour, it's like they sacrificed a chicken, a hen. And if they come in the fifth hour, it's, it's as if they've offered an egg. And when the imam comes out, he said, the angels present themselves to listen to the khutbah. They fold up their scroll, recording the names of those who come to the Jumu'ah. So these hours are divided between the time of Fajr until the Jumu'ah. So you can do the math. Most of us can't come hours ahead of Jumu'ah. But we try to come at least before the Adhan. Because those who are coming after are coming with deprived reward. And for a person to come at the time of the Iqama, the last five minutes, the last ten minutes, purposely, not because of an emergency at work or the inability to get out on time, purposely and consistently, fragrantly coming late on purpose. This is istighfaf bi hurmatil waqt. This is belittling the sacredness of the time and they're depriving themselves of reward. Dear brothers and sisters, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us blessed intentions for coming for the day of Jumu'ah. And may Allah ta'ala make this day of, a day of barakah, of blessing, of maghfirah, of forgiveness of pardon. May Allah give us blessed good intentions that we bring to Jumu'ah, intending to honor the sacredness of the moment and seeking the benefit and the cascading effects of attending this day where there is an expiation of sins carrying out until the next Jumu'ah and the Jumu'ah after that and so on and so forth. May Allah Ta'ala give us goodness in our lives from the blessings of this day. May Allah give us ta'zeem of the sha'air uh, reverence for the symbols of Allah, the Sha'air of Islam, one of which is this day of Al Jumu'ah. May Allah accept our Jumu'ah and enable us to benefit. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al nar. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin, Abdika wa Rasulika, an Nabi Rumi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslimin kathira. 
بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله